1: It was contagious, you know. I knew what I was talking about. I was the only person on the show that knew what they were talking about. The rest of the judges just yes, tired to death. And I, I would sit there and go, no, we just need more to see what the world actually looks like and how it it does exist in the modeling in the modeling world.
2: I have to be honest. I normally don't get nervous for interviews, but this one. I was a little nervous and that is because we are sitting down with a legend, Janice fucking Dickinson. What an icon. She is one of the most successful models of the 1970s and 1980s. She is the world's first supermodel. She is also an author, a judge on four cycles of the reality show America's Next Top Model. She's also a singer. We'll get to that. And she has a few famous ex-boyfriends, like Mick Jagger. She gives us all the meat and potatoes on Mick Jagger. In this episode, we're going to talk about growing up with an abusive father, how she got her start in modeling Mick Jagger, more famous ex-boyfriends, modeling the industry, how it's changed, Tyra Banks, Pretty Woman, Bill Cosby, why she got sober, and all of her skincare tips. I think this episode is super special to me because my mom and my aunt, when I was a little girl, probably about like 14 or 15, gave me Janice's book, No Lifeguard on Duty. And I read it and like fell in love with her honesty. I just liked how she was such an overshare and she told it how it was and she told it how it is. And then I bought her next book, Everything About Me is Fake and I'm Perfect. And I just like laughed the whole book. And then when I was an adult, I went back and read both of her books, and now I have a signed copy. So it's really full circle to have Janice on the podcast. I know you're going to love this episode. Janice Dickinson, welcome to the show.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
2: I have harassed Janice Dickinson to come on this podcast for, I think if you, I told you if you scroll back in your Instagram for maybe five years. I read your book, your books, fifteen years ago. Fell in love with you. Read them again. Recommended them to my friends who read them, and I'm just so excited you're here. The world's first supermodel on the skinny. Oh gosh,
1: darn! I'm so
2: happy. I want to sort of do this podcast like your life story, and I'd love to start with your childhood because you talk about that in the opening of your book. No lifeguard on duty. What was your childhood like?
1: In retrospect. It was happy because I I chose to make it happy. But in my house, my father was a pedophile. And he was molesting my older sister, like, as often as he could. And I was just always privy to that knowledge. And I I would do anything to separate them, like scream. If they were in a room together, I'd start screaming. And it it was painful. And uh, I did not know how to—I didn't know how to tell my mother— because my father told me that he would uh, kill her or something.
0: Yeah, what age did you become aware of this?
1: About when I was five. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was just, you know, it just, it's just shouldn't have taken place. It's so wrong.
0: Well, I mean, just thinking about that dynamic, it's like it's the person that's supposed to protect you and love you, but also probably at that time the disciplinary in the house, so you're worried about upsetting that person. And then... Your sisters there suffering and not able to tell your. I mean, that is just that is just heavy to contemplate.
1: It's, it's it was hard, but I did have other aspects of my life that were were great. When when my father wasn't around, he was um a merchant marine seaman. He'd go off for months and months at sea, and that was great because it would just be us girls in the house: my younger sister, my older sister, and myself, and and my mom. And that was. That was just a blast because we all laughed a lot. Yeah, we had to go to church. We didn't we didn't we didn't like the discipline of going to church, but she made us do it twice a week in Catholic school. It's devastating.
2: <laughs> were you always a spitfire when you were young? Yes. Yes, always had to have the last word. And how did that go with your dad? Didn't go well at all.
1: No, he 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 hit me a lot.
2: So every time you spoke out, he just was like, "Get back in line." Yes. So you've always been this outspoken, unapologetic type of woman since you were little. Yes. Do you look back on your life when you were super little and see things, too, that, that you are now? Like, what, Did you know that you were like so beautiful and you wanted to be a model?
1: I did. I just did. I mean, that sounds conceited. Huh. But I just knew that I was different from anyone I'd ever seen. I'd look, I'd look around and there was no one in the magazines. I was going through magazines at age nine. I didn't see anyone that looked like me or resembled me at all, and so I said, th- "I said there's a place for you, to me." I said to the little me.
2: What was your first big break?
1: Getting this campaign—it was called Dim D I M Dim—and it was for it was for Alta sheer stockings. It was all over the all over the subways in in Paris and 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 Milan, and I, it was just 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 me with this gaping smile. And, and my legs just coming out of nowhere. My, my legs were just so long. And that's when I first knew that I hit had hit some nerve or vein in the industry.
2: When you look back, modeling must have been a way, too, for you to almost, like, escape your house. Like, it's, it was sort of like a ticket to get out, it seems like.
1: That's pretty good. It's a pretty good thing to notice. And what about your sister? She... Went off and went to college, and and she just she lived her life. She got married. She had a husband. My younger sister, she she went to school. I brought her to Paris at a later date, so she became a model as well.
0: And how do both of you get past that childhood trauma? What does that look like when you start to both go off on your own?
1: Oh well, you over. I I overspent. I didn't know when to stop. If there were like. Trays of coke. I, I didn't know how to stop. Alcohol. I could I could pretty much stop with alcohol because it, the taste of it made me sick. I just I just wanted to be at the party. I didn't want to be alone.
2: You know who also said that in her book Paris Hilton, she was uh, molested in boarding school.
1: I have a lot of respect for her.
2: And she said that the reason that she liked to DJ and she liked to go out so late is she never wanted to go home and close her eyes. She wanted to be around people all the time. So people are always like how can you stay out till 4 a.m. every night? And she loved it. Easy. I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to be in the dark. You don't want to be alone. No. You don't want to be surrounded by noise and people and feel safe. Mm-hmm. I've met her. She's lovely. I mean, she's she's built a, an incredible career. I'd say you're the first supermodel. She's the first influencer.
0: She's starting to now get a lot of credit, but for a long time she didn't get nearly yeah. enough credit.
2: But now if she's getting it now,
0: let's, yeah. let's support you know?
1: her,
2: man. She's cool. So, what was the industry like pre-Janice and post-Janice? The industry changed because you came in it and sort of made you, you, the world's first supermodel. What did the industry look like pre-you and post-you?
1: It was bland. Uh huh. It was bland. The girls were bland. I, I, I had a tendency to hang out with Patty Cleveland, just really way out models that were cool.
2: So when you came in and you started creating your own like brand as a supermodel, did that change the industry? I don't know if, if I changed the industry. You think so? Yeah. How? I think that before there wasn't a personality to the model, there
0: was no attitude.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that you came in and showed that there was something more than just a picture.
1: Yeah, I had a big mouth, like I said, and I loved to talk and I loved to make people laugh. And I loved hanging out with stand up comics. That was, that was my, my you had
2: more, you added color to the industry a little bit. Like it just felt, like you said, it felt bland. And then you came in and it was more, there was more dynamics to it. It wasn't just a picture. There was a personality behind the picture.
1: And whoa, when Studio 54 started, I was like the bell of the ball. I was there every single night.
2: Tell us every detail about that.
1: Every detail about that. It was like, I just, just went and danced and had a glass of champagne and a cigarette and I was just dancing and I just never sat down and danced from 11 to 2 and then I went home. I was faithful about going home and getting rest.
2: Who is at Studio 54 at this time with you? Everyone. Mick Jagger. Yes. Is he really all potatoes? What did you say? All potatoes, no meat? He's a lot of fluff. <laughs> really? That's such a letdown. I
1: know. Oh. You know, he let me down so bad. I mean, there we were apparently so in love with one another he was cheating on his girlfriend at that point i didn't really care because he told me he was going to dump her of course you never believe guys
0: biggest mistake in the book believe in us guys i shouldn't believe you no you should believe me
1: he looks honest Eh,
0: Yeah.
2: you never know
1: (laughs) you gotta keep keeping him in line
2: so mick jagger had a girlfriend and he was also courting you at the same time yes and he told you he was going to leave the girlfriend yes so what happens when you guys are all at Studio 54?
1: We never really went out together in public.
0: How did he find you in the first place? Or did you find him?
1: We, we met at On the Rocks up here, with the Whiskey A Go-Go Oh, that's cool. And On the Rocks, there's this private club owned huh? by Lou Adler at the time.
0: And you were just in there hanging out?
1: Yeah, was, I was on the dance floor just dancing my ass off. Like I said, I go out, I dance.
0: And he took, he looks over.
1: And he sees this ball of energy just like bopping around.
2: Who was the most fun celebrity that you dated? I feel like a lot of them were after you. They were. Yeah. Warren Beatty, right? Yes. Yep.
0: He was pretty handsome. That's a charming guy.
2: Everyone thinks he's so handsome. You don't? I don't know because maybe, no, maybe I see him now. I don't know what he looked like when he was super young. I oh, guess
0: Google it. him. Warren Beatty was a... Uh...
2: Warren Beatty's hot? Warren Beatty was the hottest. Yeah, but it seems like that he was with everyone so i know i guess okay let's see what he looks like young okay he's cute my publisher my my my, my cute.
1: publicist over here is she's going she was he's with everyone
2: a, oh
1: yeah he he's was dick, dick tracy he was dick tracy look he's at pretty that. hot look at that come on he's pretty hot
0: come i on, feel hard. like though
2: he knows he's hot of course he does
1: right how can
0: you not
2: okay so warren Beatty was that one that you look back at and you're like that was fun yeah I w- I'd
1: wake up at like four o'clock in the morning
2: and he was he
1: w- he wasn't around in the bed or anything, and I I looked I looked in the bathroom and he was like just sitting there like staring at
2: himself going.
0: That makes me like him even more actually.
2: He was staring in the mirror yeah staring. See, at that the,
0: would be a turn off to some I think that's even cooler like what the hell are you doing up at four and am staring at yourself that's what you got to do if you're warm baby.
2: He's like naked I bet in the mirror just looking yeah. at every ab yeah that's a lot to take on for a girl though no I didn't mind you didn't mind no you you got it. Yes. Who else was fun to go on a date with? Jack
1: Nicholson. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's my
2: favorite. He oh. was
1: fun. Oh. He was so fun. This is before he, he he got bloated and put on weight, lost all his hair. Do
0: my boy Good like personality, Jackie.
2: huh? Great. Who else was fun? Give us the juice. The juice on men. Well, it's all here in the book. It's all in the book. It's all in the book.
0: Were you mostly attracted to guys that were just like Fun and funny and outlandish. It sounds you, you mentioned earlier. You were always with stand up comics.
2: I don't think she liked Wallflowers.
1: No, I liked somebody who had some punch, yeah. some fabric, yeah. some some like my husband. He's the smartest guy I, I, I've ever met. He's always reading, which which kind of bores me that he's always reading. But he, <laughs> but he's reading everything in the
2: world, everything. Him and Michael would get along.
0: But don't, but don't you th- think that makes him? You, more interesting because you can, yes. you know, I guess you can, can conversate with yes. all sorts of different things. Yeah. Yes. Not just a wallflower. Yes. Yeah.
2: What, if you were to describe Studio 54 to to our generation, how would you describe it? What was so different and special about it? Because, it, I mean, it's so iconic. Everyone talks about it now, but like you were really there. You were in it.
1: It was eclectic. It was, it was, it wasn't your average daddy. You know, you, you'd you see girls walk in with, with pimps and hoes and you'd see just like top models with, with designers. You'd see, you know, beautiful people with one another, just beautiful people. It was a haven for, you know, hedonistic lifestyle.
2: What about the models that you were surrounded by? Who were the people that you hung out with?
1: Well, there was Iman Bowie. What's not to love about her? She seems fun. She was from Kenya and she was always, This is mine. This is yours. How can you talk like this? She had this accent that was great. It was Kenyan, <laughs> Maasai Kenyan. She was great. All the models I mean, I, I hung out with, with a girl named Bitten. I hung out with Gia Karanji. I hung out with um, Patty Hansen, uh, Sean Casey, Pat Cleveland, Apollonia.
2: What was that like when Gia went through everything that she went through? That seemed like it rocked your industry.
1: Really sad.
2: Yeah. Here's a girl that was
1: just so incredibly beautiful. You don't even know how how, how beautiful this girl was. There's a picture of her in this book somewhere. She looked like a baby Sophia Loren. I guess she never got the girlfriend that she wanted. She just took it out on herself as far as heroin goes. She'd hit, she she hit herself up before these these shoots and i was privy to watching it and i would say i would i would beg her to stop and she would just laugh at me and pull out a switchblade and act like a little jerk
2: heroin was was prominent in that time for some reason i thought it was more cocaine
1: more it was more cocaine but it was prominent as well too you could find anything you want back then
2: how do you think that the modeling industry has changed from when you were in it to now?
1: I think the designers are, are afraid, are afraid today. They weren't afraid back in my day. They weren't afraid just to put out a sketchy design and have it out overnight and just see their see their designs like on the runway three days later. They really were, were prolific and pushing their ideas and their, their collections.
2: What about the models now compared to when you guys had models? Is, is it similar, different?
1: I think the models are way different. You have a bunch of influencers out there today. Right. You have Paris Hilton, she's still an influencer. You have Gigi Hadid, you have you know, Chris Jenner. Not Chris Jenner, Kendall Jenner. You have like all those all those Jenners, all the million of them. They stack up to what young girls must be bored. Young girls sitting at home you know like listening to taylor swift song music not that that's bad because i think taylor swift is like friendly and upbeat and my daughter loved Singer her at concert oh my god
2: people are obsessed
0: yeah that was a big thing in this office people people got obsessed
1: and what about beyonce she's like the same yeah people are obsessed with her too
0: yeah people get
2: obsessed with them it's like a community so when you look at the, the models now as influencers compared to when you guys were supermodels, the differences are a lot of them are influencers now, whereas you guys didn't have social media.
1: We didn't have social media at all to save our lives. We barely we barely had cell phones.
2: So how did you become so known without the vehicle of social media looking back? Word of mouth. Yeah. Were you super professional on set or was it like... 100%. What did that look like?
1: It looked like a... A great model showing up early, uh, like I did here.
0: Yeah, I got worried mm-hmm. when you got here today because was was Janice is here, and it was like forty-five minutes before. I was like, oh shit. No,
1: but I hadn't, didn't have my makeup on or anything. I wanted to.
0: Yeah, get ready. Prepared. But I was worried because I, when they told me, I thought that I was like, did we give her the wrong time? Did we mess up? You're, no, you're super no. early.
2: You're oh, sweet. Like you're sweet. With America's Next Top Model, too, I feel like there was a different time where you could actually say it how it is. Now I feel like you can't. You can't do that.
1: Oh, she she was an editor. She was a great editor. The woman who did the show? Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Yes.
2: Are you guys get along still? or are you? No.
1: No. We no. didn't get along on the show. We so that was real. We didn't
2: get along. Well, why don't you get along? The show? I don't know. What's not to love about me? I don't know. I mean, you seem pretty I fun. just met you
0: and I like you. Yeah. I like thanks. you a lot.
2: Yeah. Pretty cool. I thought that was fake for the show that you guys didn't get along. I didn't realize in real life you actually Oh, don't get along. Oh,
1: if you were to pay me a fee, a salary. You say, okay, your job is to be the protagonist. You're going to make me look good. By in any way, shape, or form, your character has to dance around whatever I say, because my word is God.
2: Out of all the stuff that you've done, what is the favorite thing looking back? Because you've had a lot of different career changes. On top model? Yeah. No, top model. Was it being a supermodel? Was it all of the stuff that you've done? Being a writer? Everything. Looking back on your whole career.
1: Being on America's Next Top Model was, it was contagious. You know, I knew what I was talking about. I was the only person on the show that knew what they were talking about. The rest of the judges just, yes, tired to death. And I, I would sit there and go, no, wrong contestant, wrong color of the skin, wrong. You need more diversity. You need more black girls. Could you say that? we we need more you know asian girls we just need more to see what the world actually looks like and how it it does exist in the modeling in the modeling world
2: well what's so interesting that i think maybe you don't even know is you were almost diverse look you were so diverse looking when you started modeling like
0: at that time yeah
2: everyone was blonde with blue eyes right yeah yes so it's really evolved yes It has. And now you see all these
1: little girls, you know, even like, even the fill-ins for J-Lo, they all, they all have like exotic looks. And I, and I look at that and I think, okay, I had a, I had, there was a part of my hand that participated in exotic girls making it to the forefront. Changing it.
0: Mm -hmm. How did you, as when all of a sudden you kind of break into the scene, how did you start managing fame? Did you like it, or was it something that you kind of pulled back from?
1: Oh well, I was clever with my work because I I was ma- I was able to maintain working for a lot of money for several years. So I, I just knew I knew where the bread and butter was. You know, you don't mess with your vouchers. You don't mess with your agents. You don't mess with, you know, you're nice to your agents. You call them call them several times a day and just say, "Hey, fuck you. I love you," you know, or, or like whatever. Whatever it is.
2: How many fights have you and Susan gotten in?
1: None. None. Wow. Zero.
2: Is it true that the song Super Freak was written after you? Ariel, who's here, my photographer, blogger, told me that that song was written after you. It was. She's a super freaky girl. How did that song get written? Like, looking back, knowing that the song was written after you, like, were there instances that you can think of?
1: Well, yeah. Because he 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 was a hanger on at Studio 54 after the lights went out. And I was, like, there, too. In fact, he got really mad at me because I called him Prince. I go, yo, Prince, what up?
0: <laughs> why did <you> he <laughs> get mad? What do you
2: why did he get he, mad? He got mad. Yeah, of course he got mad. Right? Princess Prince look like, a lot more
1: talented.
2: So how did you know the song was written after you? Did he, like, announce it? Oh, that he
1: told me. He told me. This is this one's for you.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: You call me Snake Woman.
2: I mean, listen, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I know. Is it true, this is another rumor that we heard, that you almost were Pretty Woman? I was. Tell us that story.
0: Like the Julia Roberts yes. movie? Yes. The
1: Julia Roberts movie. I was married at that time, and uh, I got the ca- I got the casting from Gary Marshall's office, and I, I I knew what to wear to the casting office, like like hot pants and like midriff top and overblown overblown lipstick and overblown makeup. I was studying acting pretty pretty diligently back in those days. It was just at the last minute I caved because. It was in front. It was in front of ju- just a bunch of handful of people, and I, I. That's where I caved. I. I couldn't. I could never. The words of my father kept coming back to haunt me. You're, you'll never make it. You're not good enough.
2: I have that written down that he said that to you. I, I can't imagine a father. I mean, that is. He had his own demons. Oh, clearly. demon man. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Did he? Was he ever outed or caught, or did anybody ever? Figure- I. I when you shared told
2: the
1: policeman about his activities when I was called out of a, a classroom because I had hit a little boy on a bicycle and I changed the accident because I was so afraid of my dad killing me for not being where I was supposed to be that night. Uh, and, and of course, the little boy went home and told his mom what really happened. I knocked him over on the bike with my car. He wasn't. He wasn't injured. the The bike was a little screwed up. My car was a little screwed up. But I said, can we re- recreate this re- Recreate this uh, accident somewhere else? Please, I'll give you all the money I have in my pocket. I had like 30 bucks. You can have this 30 bucks and I'll get you a new bicycle, I promise. And he said, okay, okay. But like the next morning, I got to school in my first class. There was this n- nice police officer summoning me to the front door. And I knew I was caught. So... This led to a, a a big a big hullabaloo in my household. My like I I, to, I I told the police man that I can't tell my father the truth about this. He'll just beat the shit out of me, and I'm tired of being beaten up all the time. I'm beaten up as is, and I told him about my sister, and he was like, you know. And I told him about how he he w- he came on to me early in my life, but I denied him. I just said, no, don't you don't you touch me. Why are some why are some kids stronger than other kids? They just are. So the policeman said he went over to my house, my house, and he had a long talk with my dad and he said if you ever touch this girl again, if you if I find out that she has a black mark on her arm or she has a swollen lip or she has like, you know, droplets of blood coming out of her elbow, you you're going to jail. And that's what stopped him.
2: Does your sister say that's what stopped him, too, when she looks back on it? I don't think so.
1: I don't think she remembers. She was out of the house by then. Oh, my
0: God. That's yeah, drag. Did you ever find out what was wrong with him? I mean, outside of, like, a lot of things. But did you ever figure out, like, what his childhood was like or what happened to um, him?
1: Well, he grew up in West Texas on a, on a farm, on a, on a horse farm with two, with two brothers that were always kicking him and beating him up. So I guess th- that spilled into my lovely introduction to the world.
0: Yikes.
2: So those words that he said, I wrote them down because they were like so crazy. He said, you'll never amount to anything played in your head when you were getting cast for Pretty Woman. Yes. It's so crazy to me how stuff from your past and your history when you're, you were little comes through into your adulthood. It's so crazy.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. I see it now with my two children. You know, I I wasn't the sanest mother raising them. I was like lots of li- lively. My livelihood was modeling. Still, putting them through uh, their their classes and their their childhood and their braces and their vacations and everything that has to do with being a single mom. I think I might have I might have pushed my daughter too hard. Going to do uh, theatrical these 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 theatrical little plays that they had back in the grade school. I think I might have pushed her too hard. She resents me for it.
2: It's really hard once you become a parent because you you have empathy for your parents. It's and you're like oh my god, and you constantly feel guilty, no matter what. And the problem with it is, is that it there's no like black and white to it. There's so much gray. Do you have kids? You have kids.
0: We have a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. It's,
2: I mean, it's you. You feel guilty if you leave. You feel guilty if you're there and you're not present. You feel, I mean, it's, it does. That's
1: the mom syndrome. Come
2: with it. Yeah, I asked him the other day. I go, do you feel guilty? No.
1: No, men don't.
0: I do. I don't know, but I. She gets mad if I don't. But I. I think it's like it's the dynamic you're raised with. You see, you know, for we. St- it, it's very recent that we've kind of broken out of this traditional household, right? And I know my upbringing, I would see, my mom worked all the time, so it was a little different for me. And so I'm attracted to very strong women and women that, it was just, that's my norm. But I know a lot of guys that are in more traditional households, and that's a little bit of a mind fuck for them to kind of wrap their head around, you know, maybe being with someone who's got a career and something different. But anyways, I never yeah people ask her, do you have a nanny? They never ask me if I have a nanny. We work at the same time. I don't feel guilty for having a nanny. I it just it's just like a norm. You need but, it. yeah, I need it. But sometimes I see sometimes she will feel guilty for oh, honey,
1: let that go. Yeah, let you know, I say, let let go all these guilts that 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 swarm your brain at night. When you're at work and you're not with your kids, when you're when you're at home with your kids, you're thinking about your work. It's, it's, it's a conundrum. It's a conundrum of a bubble that if you just don't make you tap your feet, it just, it, it, it can, it can manifest in, in ways that, that can give you se- severe depression. Yeah. If you don't watch yourself.
2: How you, how do you let stuff go? You just.
1: You go see a good therapist. Yeah. You see, you see a good, get a good therapist. I married a shrink. Oh, that's efficient.
2: Oh yeah. But he never shrinks me. Tell him to shrink you. Shrink me. Yeah, I would tell him to shrink me. Shrink me, motherfucker. I bet he's a great shrink. He he was.
1: He's retired. He was like, shrink the shrink to the stars.
2: Maybe I should interview him. You should. I bet he's interesting. I would love to have your husband on. One thing I do not screw around with is toxic cookware. All of my kitchenware is non-toxic and I take this very seriously because I'm using it all the time. That's right. I have been cooking in the kitchen. Don't let Michael fool you. I've been using all kinds of things, okay? And I've been cooking eggs every single morning for my kids and I use Caraway's ceramic coated cookware and I got the silver accents. There's different accents. But the best part is when you cook things on it, it's really sleek, So nothing gets like stuck to the pan where you're like scrubbing it off and you have to get dish gloves on and like do a sponge. It's like that's a whole to do. I don't want to do that. This has like a naturally sleek surface, which means minimal oil or butter, and it gives you that slide off the pan effect. You guys know what I mean. Everyone wants that. Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, or PFAO, or any of those other hard to pronounce chemicals. If you're looking for something for Valentine's Day, I don't know what's cuter. (laughs) Send your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, a DM on Instagram and give them a little hint hint. Visit carawayhome.com slash him and her to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash him and her or use code him and her at checkout. And that's the word and not the sign. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Shay Mitchell from BASE truly created the best cosmetic bag on the planet. It is designed with girls in mind. Every single little nook and cranny of that cosmetic bag is amazing. I actually use mine for my skincare. I travel all the time. And to be able to go on base and just get everything I need is absolutely incredible. And I'm obsessed with that cosmetic case. I put all my skincare in it. It fits the ice roller. It is function. It is fashion. It keeps you calm. You're carefree. You're looking cute. And you are traveling seamlessly. And traveling seamlessly is so chic. I love when everything just comes together with my luggage. They also have a new work tote. It is on their site. I'm sure you've seen it all over TikTok. It's so popular. It's really cool because it can turn into a carry-on and into a check-in bag with ease. Everything Shea has designed with base truly makes traveling easier. And this was a big, big problem because sometimes us girls like to overpack. I recommend going on and definitely grabbing that cosmetic bag for your makeup, for your skincare. Definitely check out their work tote; It's really cute. They have the best colors. I like black when it comes to stuff like this but they have all different kinds of colors for you. And right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash skinny. Go to basetravel.com slash skinny for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash skinny
0: this one is for all of the people that are hesitant about getting those nasty chemical products cleaning supplies out of your house that are hesitant to switch from all of the stuff that you probably grew up with that you saw your parents using to make your house a cleaner better environment The reason I can speak to this is I was one of those nostalgic people that looked at these labels that I had known my entire childhood, that the parents had in the house, that we got on the grocery shelves, and was like, why would we ever switch to another cleaning product? But here's what we did. We switched to Branch Basics. My wife loves the brand, and I was like, okay, I'll try it. Then we had the founder of Branch Basics on this show talking all about the harmful ingredients that go into most cleaning supplies, especially greenwash cleaning supplies, and the difference between a clean cleaning product like Branch Basics. We're constantly searching for what we put in our body, what we eat, but we're not thinking about the environment we live in. It wasn't until Lauren replaced a lot of these chemicals that we grew up with that I started noticing a huge difference and huge improvement in my overall health. Their premium starter kit replaces all of your harmful cleaning products in the home, Branch Basics now has a luxurious hand gel soap that we use in our house made with only safest ingredients to nourish your skin. And Branch Basics also saves you money because you can use their cleaning supplies for so many different things. You don't need to buy 18 different supplies with all the different chemicals. You could just use their few select products. Save 15% on your starter kit or their new hand soap when you use code SKINNY at www.branchbasics.com. Again, that is code SKINNY for 15% off when you purchase a starter kit or their new gel hand soap. Branchbasics.com, promo code SKINNY.
2: You talk about Bill Cosby in your book, and you've been outspoken about Bill Cosby, which I think is incredible for all the women that went through him. You've been, to me, you've been like a crusader. What is your temperature on what's going on with him right now?
1: Well, I'm furious that he didn't get what was really due him. He got got off early due to a technicality. And like that technicality is a big bank account.
2: So he's out of prison.
1: Yeah. I had a separate civil lawsuit with him which I made out handsomely.
2: For you to speak out on that against that powerful of a man is really incredible and it probably freed up other people to come forward. But he didn't scare me. He didn't he didn't scare me. I mean he was in the he was in the
1: courtroom and you know I just remember going, "Ha ha ha, who's laughing now?" Ha, ha, I've got the final laugh because I can say it. Ha, ha, ha. And he was like, <sighs> he was all flustered because he was pretending to be blind
2: in the courtroom.
0: What? I didn't know that.
2: And how old were you when all this happened with him? Oh, when it first yeah. happened. I was in my 20s. And it, it, did you think you were just going to hang out with him? Yeah. So, so I thought was he was going to his... offer
1: me a role oh, right. on, on his television show.
2: So He was basically doing the same thing Harvey Weinstein was doing. Yes. And he was slipping people stuff in their drink.
1: Mm, absolutely.
2: 100%. And you know what's interesting about him is all the stories that all the women tell are the same stories.
0: It's probably the same routine. It's, yeah,
2: he did the same routine. And it must have been like hypnol or GHB or something that he was putting in these people's drink. This is a blue pill. Remember. You remember? Mm-hmm. So when you left his house, were you like, did you understand at that age what happened? Or did you, did it take you a while to I profit? was so happy to be, to be out and
1: being recognized for something other than being rules for a supermodel. Yeah. I was happy to see, see that I had, a, see that I did have a comedic side to me and that I, I could possibly break into the world of comedy. That I could, I think anything's possible. I, I could probably still do it.
0: Is one of the hard things about modeling is sometimes people only look at the visual aspect and they don't look at the person beneath? Is that one of the difficulties I'd imagine?
1: Yeah, it could kill a lot of people. The, v- the visual aspects, you know, once your face goes and, like, the, the the skin isn't as as perfect as hers, you know, and it's like the skin goes and it's like, you know, be, be grateful for what you have. I mean, I look back at pictures of myself and I... Now, when when I was your age, and I go, wow, God, and I and I thought then, even then, back then, that I wasn't enough.
0: I mean, more so like that, and when you're in your prime in modeling, it's like people are just looking at you as a model, and they're not listening to maybe what you think or what you have to say. Is that? I think people that,
1: did listen to. I, 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 I that's, made them. That's, yeah,
2: it's kind of different. It's different with you.
1: I made them listen because I, w- I was doing talk shows. People would call me all the time for advice and I, I, always, I always took that amount of time to answer somebody if they had a question about modeling or whatever.
2: I liked helping people. Everything that you experienced when you were young, I think it's also even gnarlier now because of social media. And you don't even know what, if what you're looking at is real. So I think people like now I heard just the other day like 30-year-olds are getting facelifts, like lower facelifts and neck lifts. I mean, I hear this all the time. It's just everything is like sped up, even gnarlier.
1: Wow. Yeah. This is just gonna fall and fall and fall, and you have to keep doing it. I thought it's one and done. It's not one and done. No. Okay. <sighs> Gravity is not your friend, my dear. <laughs> you have to keep. You have to work your body every day. You have to. You have to go on hikes. You have to. You have to balance it out with great food. You know, you can't overeat. You can't overdrink.
2: What was your epiphany to get sober?
1: Oh, I was letting myself down on a daily basis when uh i was drinking because it, i i couldn't say no to that like first glass of champagne and i couldn't say no to the last one vicious circle
2: when you decided to do celebrity rehab were you sober getting sober did you relapse after it what did the trajectory of that look like
1: when i did celebrity rehab i was addicted to ambien pills oh wow sleeping pills See, I, I had to have an Ambien pill at night to sleep, and I knew that that was wrong because your, your whole sleep cycle's messed up if you don't t- have a sleeping pill right before you go to bed and 20 minutes later. And then on top of it, you wake up in the morning you're just still hungover from the night before.
0: Can't you wake up also in the middle of the night and sleepwalk? Does that happen on the Sometimes. Yeah.
2: When you went into celebrity rehab, it was ambient, not alcohol. So was alcohol before that? Alcohol was way
1: before that, but I, I had gotten a handle on that.
2: I didn't realize it was ambient. I think that that's not talked about enough, ambient addiction.
1: Oh, it's killer. It makes you just, it could turn you into a monster.
2: It, and I imagine the way you feel in the morning, like you said, hungover, is groggy, You're, fatigued. It's like a trazodone funk. Yeah. It's, you could just be, just be like so out
1: of it. And like, ugh, you can't, no matter how many cups of coffee, you can't wake up from it. And it's like, Driving it, driving on the four hundred five to school. You know, you know, the lights not out yet. It's not quite daylight yet. And I was looking at the lights
0: and they're hurting my eyes.
2: People need to talk about that more. I think that that's a big addiction that's not talked about. I haven't heard a lot of people bring it talk up. Lot. I will. Well, mean, I think there was
0: a period of time when it started getting talked about briefly because there was a something happened with a celebrity where they got up and like either went did a bunch of racial slurs or like went on a rant. And the, well, Ooh. maybe they blamed Ambien. They
2: might have blamed Ambien.
1: Though. Ambien haze.
0: Yeah. That's what his. I called it. They like went into a rage on it.
2: What was your experience like on Celebrity Rehab? Did you like it?
1: I was afraid. I was afraid that this might not have been the best choice for me of, of doing TV shows because it, it was very raw. Yeah. You know, when, when Dr. Drew, who's a nice guy.
0: He's been on here, yeah.
1: He's, he's a nice man and he knows what he's
0: talking about. Bob Forrest is a saint. You know Bob? <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude.
1: He's a good dude. Yeah, they're both. They both stroke each other's ego in, in ways.
2: Bob, <laughs> true. Oh, Roseanne Barr.
0: Yeah, Roseanne. Yeah, that's what happened. She blamed a series of racist tweets on Ambium, which maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But when
2: you reflect now back on Celebrity Rehab, are you glad you did it or no? I'm grateful that I was given the opportunity to just survive one more day.
0: I think the reason that that show was so. Crazy because it to your point it was so raw like there was I mean people were raw. really struggling on that show and I think it, it I don't know if a show like that can exist anymore because you had no I mean with all the things we're talking about I mean like you really saw people going through it
1: I mean can you imagine taking me off everything and just giving me trazodone to sleep with ludicrous it is
2: it's like here let me replace I this need with cocktails
1: this. of of meds I'm on I'm on I'm on a good cocktail of meds.
2: And you feel good. You look amazing. Thanks. Some days,
1: some days what's happening later, lately is I can't sleep. Although I take sleep medication. I can't sleep. I'm opening my eyes at like what, two, two or three in the morning and I can't go back to sleep. It's Crazy.
2: That happens to me if I drink alcohol. I wake mm. up in the middle of the night. Mm. That, I feel like, you know what, the best thing for sleep, this is really weird, that's helped me so much is yoga nitra. I'm going to send you the link. It's like like
0: NSDR deep sleep. Yeah. And I put
2: it on and I am asleep in 10 minutes and I stay asleep. It's like a, it's, it does something to your brain. Yeah. I'm going to send you guys the link.
1: I doubt anything could do anything to my brain at this point. What about the shrink husband? He can't do anything to my brain.
2: He can't do anything. What are your best? (laughs) Yes, he
0: can. Wait, quickly, before we get off this, uh, for some reason, I remember you in a jungle or something.
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yes.
1: I just recently did that last September in uh,
0: Johannesburg. You did it again. Yeah. What was that like?
1: Well, I had to leave the show early because in the middle of the night, I fall, fell down flat on my face, like really horrible to look at. You did it twice, right? I did it three times. You did it three times. Did you have to eat bugs? This time
2: I ate a couple. Oh. It was the first time I was like, fuck you. Ugh. Is oh. that the worst part, the eating of the bugs, besides falling? Cow vaginas. What? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. They gave you cow
1: vagina? Yeah, they gave us uh, radical stuff to eat, like gonads of goats and like... What's the grossest? The gonads.
2: With the hair still on them.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Did it eat hairy balls. Well,
2: <laughs> eat hairy balls? Yeah, how ugh. do you think I feel? Well... <laughs> you want to eat hairy balls
0: i sure don't yeah <laughs> you two are darling that's, that's something I've, I've managed to avoid in my my years i think I'll, I'll stick to that path
2: i mean i might send you on that show you go eat hairy balls
0: i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't do good on that show
2: you two are so cute so cute thank you thank you
0: <laughs> it's a Tells lot of which art. day you get us on yeah so it's <laughs> so, so
2: like that with every couple yeah Beauty tips. You're the one to ask. What are the beauty tips that you have been using that you know from your supermodel days that are the best of the best, the creme de la creme? You can't go wrong. Water.
1: Water? You you just can't get enough of water. I can't get enough of water and I live for Dr. Lancer's uh, vitamin C treatment. Oh, I got to try that. Oh, it's it's like putting baby powder on your face.
2: Is it a treatment you do at
1: home or you go in? No, it's a treatment you do at home. Okay. You wash your face with the with the products.
2: I mean, I swear by this guy. Is that your go to like for derm? Mm-hmm. I need to go to him. Everyone loves him. He's he's the he's best. a snot nose, but he's a good snot nose. He's a, he's a good. He's snot. He's really, really smart. Yeah, he is smart. He's sharp. We. He's been the, on the show. He's been on the show. Yeah. We should go in and see him though. Yeah, he, he won't give you any discounts. <laughs> This is, this is this, so good. This is
1: the kind of guy who doesn't but need to. But you know to. what? He's I so like that. It's like
0: despise the free lunch. Is one of a friend of ours, this author Robert Greene, he wrote this book. In the book, he says despise the free lunch. So there's nothing even. There's nothing for free. You always got to. There's some price to pay, even if they give you a discount. You know, I'd rather just know what I'm getting. In what, for. what
1: may I ask you the same question? Because you're so beautiful, your skin is just like moist as it, as it gets.
2: The trick to my skin is I am militant about my skincare routine militant you i do not go in the, the sun. sun i wash i wash my face double cleanse every night i i put colostrum serum i'll send you the show, exact her, show her
0: the show her the book that you wrote over there i wrote a book on, on skincare. But oh, look, yeah, look at the title i have oh, one oh, for look at the title
2: get the fuck oh, out love, of the sun i will read this thank you but the trick i'm going to send you my exact routine but it's it's basically a lot of vitamin Adorbs. c colostrum serum uh Korean skincare toner, a double cleanse, and then I get IPL laser for any Just red lasers.
0: Lymphatic stuff.
2: Lymphatic drainage. Another thing I do every single day is facial massage. I think that's the You key. do it to yourself. Uh huh. I lift my eyebrows manually. I lift my cheeks. I lift my jaw. Jo- I drain my face. I brought you an ice roller. Oh. Yeah. I'll give it to in A lot of ice. A lot of ice. On my face. Don't, don't models used to back in the day stick your face? Oh, yeah. I did. I, I did in the bathtubs. Yeah. Ice is amazing in the morning. Ice is amazing. Yeah. And then I just got a salmon semen facial, which I really think works. From who? I live in Austin. So it's a girl in Austin. Her name's Jamie. She's a Korean facialist. But you could get it anywhere. It's exosomes.
0: Yeah, I used. I told her I would have given her one for free. <laughs> Didn't have to go pay oh. for it. Thanks. Zing. So cute.
2: So cute.
1: <laughs> so cute. So cute. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh.
0: You've heard worse, Janice. You've heard worse.
1: Uh. <laughs> I use what Leonardo DiCaprio uses from Dr. Lancer. He has a sheep
2: urine. Uh, sheep urine. Sheep urine. That's
0: the first I've heard. See, on I this knew one. you
2: would have a tip like that. That's what I want to hear. What's the sheep urine? It's sheep urine. Perfect. In a, in a tube. And you put it on your face. And what does it do? Smooths it out?
1: Something to do with the uh, anything, biogenetic makeup of your skin.
0: I imagine sometimes the listeners of the show like writing stuff that it's like practical things. Down. I'm like, okay, okay, sh- okay, sheep urine. Okay, lost me at sheep urine.
2: I don't okay. care if I lose you. I'm yeah. still kicking. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, so if sheep you. urine works, I-, I will eat shit for beauty. I will. You know what? If it works, it I works, love Michael. If you, Lancer, yeah. back here I with the sheep her. urine.
0: <laughs> Lancer, where you been with <laughs> that sheep urine?
2: <laughs> whatever, <laughs> bye bye bye. whatever it has to work. Before you married your husband, you wrote check, please. What is your opinion on dating in 2024? We have a lot of friends that are struggling because of the swipe, swipe, swipe. My daughter is
1: 29, and I see her going through dumb changes. I just think it's it's pathetic that people go on these websites just to, to try to get dick. It's lazy. Yeah like
2: so lame it's i'm not saying she's lame she's not my my, at all my daughter it's lazy for the guy
0: he's lazy for everybody
2: (laughs) no but the guy is like i feel like the guy banks them you know what i mean he just swipes on everything if you give i saw this machine that just swipes your phone the guy just swipes on their phone with this machine but
0: the problem is if you give any human being endless optionality in anything then it just stops you from being able to focus on anything like give a kid eight toys and see what happens. Give him one toy and see what happens. They'll play with one. Yeah. Give him eight. Just, they, they don't. They you know. They don't know what to do. But no, I think I I personally miss the whole dating app thing because Lauren and I got together young, like right before a lot of that stuff came out, and so. My what I used to have to do is actually go and walk up to people and start a conversation and at the most maybe you can talk to two or three people I always talk about this and so like you really had to you know you to stick with it. if somebody showed any kind of interest I'm like that's the one you know I gotta stick with it but I see now did you know she was the one her? yeah when we were 12 years old that's true
2: I met him at 12 <gasps> but I have not been together with him that long I, I think like there's a misconception that we've been together that long we met at 12 we got together at 21 20 yeah 20 okay so, sorry
0: <laughs> you know. But anyways, but I see men and women in our lives that are in those worlds and they really are a lot of them struggle to find meaningful relationships. They date a lot. Like there's no there's no lack of dating frequency, but there's a there's not a lot of long term meaningful relationship. And I think it's just because it's easy to throw something away if you know there's eighteen swipes waiting for you.
1: I mean, due to, you know? to the advent of the computer and the cell phone. I mean, our our days of yesteryear were, were we, we were we were broncos. We 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 just galloped, you know. Let's go, let's go to this place now. Get, Get the horses out. We we were just renegades that just went through it all
2: with more fun, more fun. I wanted to ask you: you are a real outlier when it comes to talking about plastic surgery. On your book, Everything About Me is Fake and I'm Perfect, obsessed with the title. It's so good. But you have exactly what you have done on this book. Why do you think you were able to come out and be so honest where every celebrity on the planet just lies and says they're natural? What's the difference? I'm not afraid. You just want to own it. I do own it. By the way, I own it too. I own, I'm like, this is what I've done. Just look what you're doing Who with yourself. Who pop, pop, pop. Who ca- Pop, but then, pop, why pop. do why do celebrities want to pretend like they're just naturally like that? I hate to say
1: this, I'm going to bring it up. Nicole Kidman, what's going on there? She's ultra skinny. She's 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 just she's she's taken her dietary habits way too far in, to the left or to the right wherever. She's just way too skinny. And when you're skinny, when you're skinny, it's a bad skinny fat. The fat on your face will go, get get withdrawn. You look older. Yeah. Yeah. I think the world of her acting, I think the world of her as a woman and what she's what she's uh, survived. Do you wish people were more outspoken about plastic surgery? I don't give a rat's ass about plastic <laughs> surgery. I don't.
2: There's just so many people that just act like it's nothing. Like it's just natural.
1: You mean Kardashian?
2: No. The, the mother of Kardashian? She'll so, just, tons of them blood facials and stuff yeah everyone just acts like it's like a laser and it's like not i think it's cool that you came out because you wrote this book this book was written like i want to say what 10 years ago yes yeah 10 years ago and you came out and said that you did all these things you were really definitely an outlier my publisher hated me look at the cover it's horrible I oh i love great. it i love the cover and if you guys haven't read her books you are missing out they are honest i mean they're wild I get so much sleep because of this company. Dreamland Baby is a sponsor of the him and her show. I could not be more excited because it's absolutely changed my life. So what it is, is this gently weighted sleep sack. And my son associates the sleep sack with sleep. So the founder basically was so exhausted and desperate for sleep, as we know that happens with children, especially under the age of two. And one night she placed like a throw blanket on her son and noticed that he calmed down, which makes sense because I use a weighted blanket all the time and it immediately calms me down and relaxes my nervous system. So she had like this aha moment and she knew that he needed to wear a wearable weighted sleep solution. So she designed this really gently weighted sleep sack. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's crushing it. People are loving it. It was like on Shark Tank, Forbes, Target, Nordstrom's, all the things And she has helped over 500,000 families get more sleep, including me. I'm one of those families. And this is the gift that I give everyone. I tell every single person that will listen to me to get this gently weighted sleep sack. Of course, we have a code for you. I've used my own code many times. Go to dreamlandbabyco.com and enter our code SKINNY at checkout. You receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. That's dreamlandbabyco.com. Enter our code SKINNY at checkout. You get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. One thing that has upgraded my scalp massage is a good hair serum. The one that I use is by Vegamore. I have used this for the last year. It's cruelty-free and never formulated with harmful chemicals. I like to use it and really get in there and massage it into my head. Sometimes I'll use a scalp massager. Sometimes I'll use my fingers. I just feel like I've really taken my hair seriously since going brunette. And I think the scalp massage mixed with a good hair serum, a little micro needling on the hairline, supplementation, and a great shampoo has been life-changing. These are things that I have at Stack. I do them quick. The scalp massage I do probably takes 45 seconds to a minute. It's quick. The exact serum that I like is the Grow Hair Serum. And it comes in this little pink bottle you can get like a monthly subscription, which is what I do. So I just get like one bottle and it gets sent to me. It's so easy. You save more and you never run low on the products. It comes in like a little serum bottle, too, so I can travel with it. You should know that Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. So it really works. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash skinny and using code skinny at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash skinny. Code skinny to save 20% off your first order. vegamou dot slash skinny. Code skinny. I really do my research when it comes to the supplements that I'm taking. I think I get a really cool access to behind the scenes and like learning about ingredients and just being skeptical of supplements. And one supplement that I've never had to be skeptical of is Ritual. Ritual, I'm telling you, they just get it. They also really focus on the nine key nutrients and they're gentle on an empty stomach. They've thought of everything. Even the pill tastes good. It's like minty. I can't even explain it. It's like something you look forward to taking. It's a minty essence in every bottle. The one that I take every single day is Rituals Essential for Women 18+. I also took Rituals prenatals. I took their postnatals when I was pregnant. I highly recommend them. They're a brand that you can really trust. Rituals Essential for Women is USP Verified. I like it so much. I invited the founder on the podcast to tell us all about how she has conceptualized this like dream product. Ritual multivitamins are vegan non-GMO project verified gluten and major allergen free. They're also certified B Corp and everything most importantly is made traceable. No more shady business. Rituals essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash skinny. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash skinny for 20% off. Before you met your husband, how did you meet him? What is your life like now? What is Janice Dickinson's life like right now?
1: Oh, God, there's so much going on in my life, girl. You're busy. Uh, my, I met my husband on a blind date at the Chateau Marmont. Cute. Okay, I met his son previously. That's how I got to meet him at the Abbey. So I was about to throw down some serious joy juice and pounds of cocaine, whatever I was about to do. <laughs> not a gram. Give me a pound. There was there was there was an instant attraction between my husband and I when I met him. You know, he was just, he was so shy and I was so wanting to be liked, but I didn't think he would like me because there it goes again. Not good enough. Not good enough for your average bear. This, that, that, stick with, that stuck with me uh, even up until when I was meeting him and he, he just told me no.
0: Even after all of your accomplishments and everything you did that stuck with you that long? Wow. It's crazy how much damage something can do at such a young age. Damaging. Yeah.
1: Damaging to a child. What you say to a child, how you say it, the tone of your voice can be brutal on a young child. You know, if you're like, you scream, I can that they want get the fuck out of here you gotta be really careful how you dress a child
2: so when you met on the blind date did you like him right away I
1: loved him he wore a three piece linen suit in, the, in, in like the hottest day of like the year he was just he had a hat he had an overcoat <laughs> where are you going <laughs> he looked like Humphrey Bogart you know and Ah. Uh, in one of Humphrey's films. And I was like dressed up like the biggest slut on the planet. I had this <laughs> slut dress down to here. So all the, all, everything was drawn towards here with the tape, with the tape, <sighs> with the extensions. This, this is all real hair. But the, wow. But, but the extensions were like.
0: You have really good hair.
1: Yeah, what is that yeah. hair? Yeah. Biotin. You, wow. You, you two could have it. I, I just saw him and we just saw each other and the room shrank. We just started talking and everyone else seemed, seemed like they didn't have any meaning to be in, in our direct pathways of, of speaking. It was like the strangest thing ever.
2: Were men intimidated by you before you went on a date with him? Of course. So he wasn't intimidated. He didn't like.
1: know who I was. No, he didn't. He got it. He got the, he, he got a rundown, but he's, He's really, was a very busy man. Right. Like pe- clients depended on him for his, their lives. And the, he, he he took care of the mechanics of the brain for people.
2: Gosh, think I want to interview
1: that. him. He sounds you, you smart. Would. He's so brilliant.
0: Outs- outside of obviously your beauty and your looks, why do you think so many men were intimidated by you? Is it because you were also so outspoken? Or do you think it was just the modeling? Or What do you what do you Just confidence.
1: uh, Confidence wears on a man if they're not confident themselves.
0: Uh, Yeah.
2: We see that a lot. They'll marry a really confident, dominant woman thinking that they like it. And then after a while, like you said, yeah, it starts to make the penis limp. It does. Yeah. I don't know why that is. See, I never yesed. I never
1: turned around and swallowed my pride or yesed anyone just to hear my own brain rattle.
2: No, I can't do that either. I think... I think that it takes a very specific kind of man to handle a woman who is on her own trajectory and beats to the tune of her own drum. I think it's a very specific kind of man. And I think it has a lot to do with the kind of mother they had. Because if they were babied and they're still attached to the umbilical cord, then
0: I tell Lauren they all want the time. validation. We we have, so my mom's half Japanese. You wouldn't know anything looking at me because I don't no. look any, I, I'm a quarter, but my mom's half And she's a ball buster and she's tough. She used to play polo with men. Like she was the only woman on the field against men. That's fantastic. It's cool. And so anyways, what I got from it is, I always knew that my mother loved me and I always felt supported, but I wasn't babied. And it was like, okay, good. Like if I did something, she's like, good job. But what I tell Lauren all the time is some of my guy friends whose mothers have babied them endlessly, even well into their thirties. It's like, you know, you see those guys that have that relationship. Not knocking it, but... In my opinion, those are the guys that struggle the most when it comes to dating outspoken women, because I don't think they're used to that kind of dynamic. They're used to, they can do no wrong dynamic. Where I step out of line for one second, kick me. And then, but it's, I'm I baby, I, my
2: one year old son. He goes,
0: don't yeah, baby much.
2: him. I'm like, he's a baby.
0: No, says, say, don't baby him. I say, well, like you know, let him let him fall down, toughen him up a bit. Because I I'm telling you, I see, I think. It's important, especially in the <laughs> world.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, don't don't soften them up too much. Anyways, I think it's good. I I, I see a lot. That of... That must
1: have been di- really interesting in, with Japanese culture.
0: Well, I was trying to. I always. I mean, because I think again, people don't look at me and think that that culture would. Ru- but my grandma, who just passed, God rest her soul. She she was a full Japanese woman. Like, you know, moved from Japan here. And he doesn't
2: leave towels on the floor.
0: She was very pretty clean. Like Japanese culture is like, I always tell Lauren, there was no, in my household, like good effort. It was like, did, was it right? Or was it not right? Did you, do, did you do it or did you not do it? Sometimes people are like, oh, well, how do you deal with that? You, you know, do you, do you need those words out? And actually looking back, I appreciate that. Right. It was like, it was kind of like, you know, there's a right and wrong way to do things. It was, you get h- held to a higher standard.
1: You're a pretty smart guy. Oh, thank that's you. nice. I no, appreciate you, that compliment. You sound, you sound really de- on a deeper level. You sound really smart. Well,
0: thank you, Janice. Um, He's
2: going to take that and yeah, frame it. it.
0: But no, I think... It. But Put it on Repeat
2: and repeat his yoga nitra at night.
0: I look back on some <laughs> things that I, Janice maybe Dickinson
2: told me I was maybe
0: uncomfortable from my childhood, but I appreciate them now because I think it gives you tools to deal with adult life. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. But what he's saying is that it take, I think it would be hard for you to find a man that can be comfortable with being married to you. No, I think oh, it would, I waited f- yeah.
1: 50 fucking I think, years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it would be impossible for you to find yeah, a man. Yeah, it'd be hard to find a man. Confident. I waited.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you know what? It sounds like your husband's quietly confident.
0: Totally.
2: Yeah. It's the best. That's the best.
0: And probably the mind games and stuff won't work. You know what's what's
1: quite marvelous is that we can go for hours and not say a word to each other. Yep. Which is just bliss. Ugh. From your average you know, your average day, you want to turn things off and just I could use a remote
0: speaking of (laughs) of strong women, I had a a, a, I have a business partner hi Raina, and she always used to give me this acronym and it was WAIT. Is why am I talking? And like, that's what she would always say. And I think about that all the Maybe time. You should
2: think about it in marriage.
0: Well, sometimes, yeah. So, but sometimes, I'm give you that sometimes silence is the best. Right. You break his balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It. They do something broken it. and smashed and thrown to the curb.
2: <laughs> I eat him <them laughs> like so, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> she would have to take a gorgeous woman to break your balls. Well, I don't want to be mean, but I'm not trying to do that with an ugly woman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know. So what you is can your, your own. What yeah. is your life like now? I'm working on music. Tell us all about it. I am I've just
1: completed an EP that's, that was released New Year's New Year's Day that is the number 1 dance dance album on iTunes. And I'm 68 and it's like I just get up and I I've I've done like all these songs and I've got another one coming out. And I, I I perform for gay, the gays, and they love it. I get all glammed out, like <laughs> super glam, you know, and singing and having an audience. And
2: that is pretty crazy that you are sixty eight years old and you have a number one dance song. Thank you. That's I mean that's inspiring. That's I mean I I they just told me today. So, did you go into this wanting to do something that was number 1 or did you just want to just no, something fun? No, I just wanted to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Oh, girls
1: just want to have fun.
2: I think that what's so inspiring to me about you is that you've sort of written every single chapter of your life on your own terms and you've done it your own way. I think it's cool. But I do need another book. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get Please. on that. But you know what? I would self-publish.
0: We've had a lot of people come on the show recently a lot of prolific authors that have gone the route like stephen pressfield for example he um and he's a great author he just sell he self-publishes all his books and just david goggins
2: them. self-published his book and did like
0: it's been he's made multiple millions of dollars
2: from self-publishing you should self-publish i mean i think you should do like a, a like a what i've learned throughout all the chapters of your life well a lot of for the publishers someone who's my age that like wants to keep reinventing themselves as a woman Like, talk about all the chapters. With juice, too. We need the juice. You need the heat. We need the heat. You need to bring the heat. We need to hear hear about the meat and potatoes on Mick Jagger. We need the heat.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, that is so
1: devastating. You guys
2: will have to watch the YouTube to see what she just did.
0: Oh, no. Oh. Well, listen, you can't have it all. I mean.
2: Well, he has a big mouth. Yeah. And a big personality and a big voice. Can you imagine dating
1: this guy? I mean, just like. You know, going to his concerts and just like sitting there waiting for him. No, her, we know. can't
2: imagine. That's why we Maybe want every speck like this, of detail.
1: This, this heartbeat of like a bass drum and, and your heart oh, keeps up beating like a big bass drum. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: unbelievable. What is the most surreal experience you've had in your life? Because I feel That. That one. G-
1: going on the road with
0: Rolling Stones. Yeah, there's probably nothing bigger than that, huh?
2: No. How many girls are throwing themselves at the Rolling Stones?
0: Probably millions.
2: So when you're with him, what kind of jealousy was that? Oh, I just looked the other way. You just looked the other way. You can't even. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Let it get in your ether. And you, you kind of have to let, it's almost like you have to let him do what he wants to do too, right? Sort of.
0: But I imagine yeah, sorry, that's also kind of where some of line. these guys get intimidated. But I'm not
2: ugly to look at. No, you're not ugly so to look like at. I and can, you're, know, I mean, also like, I feel like you're the whole package. You're fun, you're smart, you can write, you can sing. I mean, what more does he want? I think I'm the full package too, by the way. just So you
0: I know you do. Know that. You're the bride, well, at, every, need a reminder. bride at every wedding and corpse at every funeral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's her, <all> right? <laughs> Funny. We just took our kids
0: to Paw Patrol Live. You know, Paw Patrol. The little—I don't know if you know it. But no, it's this little, she doesn't little, know what Paw Patrol it's, it's for, is. It's, for, it's for two-year-olds, and they go at the end of the show, and they're like, "Let's see who the stars, the real stars of the show." And they start panning over to all the kids, and I look on the the, the screen, and my wife's up there, I'm like, "No, it's not for you. It's for the it's for the three-year-olds. It's for the four-year-olds." That's adorbs,
2: Janice Dickinson. I have, like I said, wanted you on the show for seven years. Thank you so much. Please come back on the show when you write your next book. I will. Or when you have your next EP, your next music go live and be number one. You're welcome anytime. Thank you very much. There's a hundred things I could have asked you. I'd love to have your husband on. Where can everyone find, download your song? Where can they find your books? iTunes. Okay. And you guys... I, this is on my blog, Skinny Confidential, 10 years ago, but you can, you can Google the Skinny Confidential No Lifeguard on Duty. It's on my book, my book club list. Everything about me is fake and I'm perfect and check, please. Thank you. If, like you could get one person to follow me. That would be good. Uh,
0: go follow I, we'll, I think we'll get more than one.
2: At Janice Dickinson on Instagram. You're funny too on, on TikTok. Thank you. Yeah. Would you like those TikToks yeah. where I'm judging people's walks? Yeah, It's funny. It's funny. Don't judge my walk. I don't. I don't know about how I walk.
0: Whew, you're a loud walker, Lauren.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I have the model walk.
0: You're never going to sneak up on anyone. That's for sure.
2: Maybe do a book on how to walk, the catwalk. Janice Dickinson, thank you for coming on the thank show. Thank you very much. You guys thank appreciate you. it, Michael. Thank you, Janice.
0: You're a legend. Thank, thank you. Thank you
2: very much. Wait, don't go. Have you subscribed to our newsletter? We have a new him and her weekly newsletter. You get all of our tips, our tricks, our hacks, our favorite products straight to your inbox weekly. Michael has his section. I have mine. And then also our monthly favorites come straight to your inbox. All you have to do to subscribe is go to tscpodcast.com.